first reading is taken from Romans chapter 4, verses 1 to 5 and 13 to 17. Abraham justified by faith. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, discovered in this matter? If in fact Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who depend on the law are hers, faith means nothing and the promise is worthless, because the law brings wrath, and where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom we believe. The God who gives, gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Amen. The second reading, John 3. Verses 1 to 17, Jesus teaches Nicodemus. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You should not be surprised at me saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teachers, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe, but then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, 
so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Amen. Right, I'm very pleased when I was checking the lectionary for this. I thought, I've got John, John 3, 1 to 17. If I can't preach in John 1 to 17, there's something wrong, really. I was quite impressed by that. But this is not what I'm talking about today. Right now, it's mentioning we'll be touching it all. But I want to break the ice right now, all right? I want to talk about my legendary do-it-yourself skills. No, you don't. They are my legendary do-it-yourself skills. And they are a legend. The, um, and on this, today, World Women's Day. Right? I remember saying to Vanda a number of years ago, what would you like for your birthday present? No. She said, get me a powerless drill. Get me a cordless power drill, please. Because it's a waste of time asking you to put anything up. <laughs> Am I right? You are. And did I get you the drill? Thank you very much. And I put a bow on it and all kinds of things. Right? That's, what, that's what you got. Cordless power drill. Because I'm absolutely useless when it comes to do-it-yourself skills. But... I'm going to reflect briefly on a, an attempt. That's the best way of describing it. Way back in 1981. All right. Maybe it might be 82. It was probably 82, maybe in my attempt to do yourself skills in the first year of my life. I decided it'd be a good idea if. Rather than buy some shelves, I would make some. Little did I know. Don't worry, guys. There's no photographs of the actual shelves still in existence. But I'm going to show you some pictures of some shelves now. Can I have the first shelf, please? Right. So, now, my idea was it would have been something like that. Would have been quite impressive. Okay? But then again, I might have said, that's a bit too big and flash, I think. So it looks a bit complicated. So I'll try something else. So, and next slide, please. That's more like me now. That's my Scandinavian feel. So that's, that's spot on, that is. But it wasn't really like that that much. And can I have the next slide, please? Neither was it like that. <laughs> that would have been quite impressive. 
that would have been really stretching my do-it-yourself skills to the extreme. It was probably more like this. <laughs> All right? That's my kind of do-it-yourself skills. That's probably more like my levels. Actually, we had those shelves for a number of years. But we had nobody to change them. It's amazing what you can do with 18 mil Conti board. Yeah. Well, that's what's the plan. Amazing what you can do. So what we actually came up with probably wasn't too dissimilar to that. I'm pretty bad when it comes to this. Our first reading, Paul talks about Abraham being justified by faith and not by his works. Yeah, that's not a justified shelf, is it? Justified being, being made right. Abraham was not justified by his works. He was justified by his faith. By believing in God. By spending decades knowing him. And by having faith that God's plan, he will be made right. It wasn't by his, by his, by his works. As Paul says, if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. Abraham was justified by his belief that God knew what he was doing. That God had a plan for him. And that if he stuck with the plan, things would go all right. And that's what Abraham did. He was credited to him as righteous. And God's offer isn't just for the likes of Abraham. This isn't a one-off offer. This offer he makes day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out to every one of us. It's for all of us. He wants all of us to know him better. He wants all of us to believe that he loves us. He wants all of us to take time to get to know him. And I think I'm amongst that crowd. I won't say I'm righteous, but I'm say I'm work in progress. There's been times in my life when I know God has stepped into my life. When I know that made any mistake, things happen that nothing else than divine intervention has come in and stepped into my life to let me know who I am in him. And when I ask him who you are, he responds to me, I am. I know that's the case. And for the days when I don't know that's the case, for the days when I'm wondering about that, for the days when I'm being fearful, knowing those times really strikes home. 
Today is Women's World Day. Now, I'm not talking about a woman at this particular point. I'm talking about my mum, I'm going to start crying. She wasn't a saint. She was a good woman. And she run the house over. I'm talking about the other one now, my dad. As I said before, a while ago, things I can say when God steps in. God stepped into my life one time, the day before we buried him, before we buried my dad. He stepped in to remind me who he was and what I was to him. We mentioned before, I was looking for a piece of music for his funeral. And I was driving home and said, I can't find this piece of music. It's from a film that my dad loved and my mum loved. I can't find it. I'd do something else instead. And I was told in the car, a few hundred yards from the front door, to turn round and go back. And I find it. When God speaks, we listen. When God speaks, we say, here I am, Lord, what do you want? I turned the car back, went to Warrington, went to shop, and surprise, 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 I found this particular CD with this particular track on. God, creator God of the universe, had taken time out from running our universe for a moment for me to go and find a CD. That's how much this creator God loves you. That's how much he wants to make you righteous. Our second reading comes from the third chapter of John's Gospel. The one with probably the most famous verse in the New Testament. Which is, what is it guys? Yeah, you almost know it by heart. And I also know there's one in this congregation that that isn't his favourite verse. His favourite verse is 3.17. Where does that go, where does that go mate? John 3.17. What else does it say? We know 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his one only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 17, it says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. He's there to save the world. He's not there to condemn. Save the world through him. Jesus here is talking to Nicodemus and saying to him, you need to be born again. You need to get back into it. You need to get to know him. You need to get to listen to him and speak with him and let him into your life. You need to be, turned, to be made righteous. These are linked. Without him, things will never be right. Something like, the next slide please. Oh Yes. This is one I see quite regular 
right? Our computer, and it must be because I think it's because HP, doesn't like Windows 10 update. It's been telling me this for the last six months. I've had people look at it, they're going, hmm, it's happening to mine as well. No idea what it's about. It's not an important update, but it's really annoying. And the best thing about being with Jesus, best thing about being this born again, is that it isn't a reboot. It doesn't switch us off and switch us back on again. This update happens when we're doing anything. We ask for it, we get it. And it never fails. We don't get, we couldn't complete the updates. Speaking like a side moment, really, aren't we? We couldn't complete the updates. Undoing changes don't turn off the computer. I'm so pleased God doesn't have to switch me off to switch back on again. I'm sure he can do so, but I don't want to chance it. All right. I'm quite pleased with the fact it happens when I want it. For me, it's when a penny drops. My, my spiritual penny dropped about 30 years ago. I've been a Christian for years. I thought I was a believer. I went to church. I was running junior church clubs. But for me, it's when a penny dropped. And it became real. And that penny, about here I am, I'm with you, Ron. This is what I want. That penny drops every now and then and continues to drop every now and then. It surprises me. He's got a never-ending supply of pennies to drop in there to keep on reminding me that he loves me and that he cares for me and that he wants me to do things. And he wants us to do things too. In him we grow. In him we grow. And this is what we grow from. This is what comes from us. Now, what are these things, guys? What are they? Fruit. What kind of fruit thing I'm talking about now? Fruits to the spirit. Yes, that's a sharp one. Fruits to the spirit. Right, so, Galatians, fruits to the spirit. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Oh, space. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Who here has got a full bowl of fruit? You wish. We might have an apple. Maybe two. Maybe a tangerine or two. But we haven't got a full bowl of fruit, have we? We might display these things a bit at a time. From time to time. But we we don't actually have the full bowl of fruit. I don't know anybody who displays those full bowl of the spiritual fruits. But that's what Jesus gives us. Just come with me and you're going to get this lot. Come with me and this is what it is. 
you're going to start displaying these things. And I like the word, start displaying them. Because he knows we're not going to get it all at one go. He knows they're going to come in jibs and jabs. Then again, make a big delivery. For yesterday we had bananas. It may arrive. He knows us. It's all part of being right. It's all being part of righteous. It's all part of being justified by faith. Which leads to probably the best part, he wants us to share this fruit around. There's that much fruit. There's that much fruit, we're going to have to share it. It's like it's been a bumper day at Aldi. Remember those rare days when you had all the fruit you need? Right? He said, why? Is you know, you know what I want. Why is there no courgettes? There's not been courgettes at Aldi for quite a while. Bit of a conspiracy theory. Why is there no courgettes? Why is there no apples? Why is this? Anyway, one of these days they're going to turn up and the shop is going to be full of fruit. If you imagine this room full of fruits, where we had so much fruit, we had to give it away. Jesus wants to give us that much fruit that the room will be full of it. That we have to put baskets outside and ask people, have some free fruit today. That's what he wants. He wants to share us fruit, tell the good news. It's been a message we've had for the last 2,000 years. He wants the church to go round can we just have that again? Can you put on, on John 3.16 for us, please? John 3.16 and 3.17. Right. Let's read this together. Let's stand, if you can, and read this together. This is the fruit he's talking about. Yeah, please. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And 17, please. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Thank you. That's what he wants. He wants us to tell that. And... um, I got another slide, which is linked to a prayer meeting we had at the Birchwood uh, Church again in Birchwood a few weeks back. Amongst the things we talked about was light, and a few people was praying into this, and he kept on going back and back and back about the light being shone. And come to dim lights, please. And come next slide. No, that's not my garden. <laughs> Believe me, if it would have been, well, it would have happened. Shame. But those are solar lights. They are solar lights in the field in California, I think. The prayers that we had in the week was how we shine our light. 
or we put the light in the darkness. And it was given to us that there'd be no dark spaces, no dark parts of Birchwood. There'd be no places in this area that we don't light up with his light. And if you can imagine Birchwood looking like that, with the light of Christ, with the light light, lighten up, being made right, being justified.